What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Cholo Sadiari and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture here in the Philippines and to the rest of the globe. Of course, we're still here at home for our quarantine or most people are at home for their quarantine uh, <laughs> lives and uh, we still continue to do that here on Popcorn with our remote episodes. Uh, happy Pride to everyone. This is our Pride 2020 special, a culmination of our Pride 2020 celebration. Uh, Before we begin the show proper, of course, let's welcome back our pod squad for this episode. Welcome back, Dana. It's been a while. Yes, it has. Naglaho kan lang yata sa last episode, if I remember correctly. (laughs) She just like snapped. After Animal Crossing, I just... Faded into the island. She yeah. did. She away. Um, <laughs> Jeremiah is also here. Welcome yeah. back, Jeremiah. Happy Pride. And Ivan is also here. Nagbabalik. Yay! This is very addicting. Wow. I'm, I'm glad. I hope other people feel the same way if they listen to this. And yeah, this is our Pride culmination for 2020. We've been doing quite a few Pride-related episodes. We've had Carly Rae Jepsen, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12, Chromatica, Thai BLs, and this is more of a, you know, a culmination of what Pride is at at this year, especially. And ayun, um, it's gonna be a different kind of episode, I guess. Uh, we'll be talking about two sides of Pride, of the Pride movement this year. Uh, for one, we'll we'll be talking about the important issues that relate to Pride uh, concerning the year 2020 and what transpired throughout the last two weeks or so. And on the other side of things, we'll also be talking about our favorite uh, Pride-related or LGBT-related content aside from the ones that we've already talked about in the past. Um, so yeah, parang before I guess before anything else, I'd like to note how... Parang the show has really... Did I just say like parang? Anyway. <laughs> um, how the show has really started evolving with the times. Na, you know, we're still talking about pop culture. But, you know, it's a time wherein we have to speak up talaga about all the important issues out there. And we try to really talk about them on the show. Because, you know, baka may panahon na mapigilan pala tayo to say all these things. So why not say them now? Because it's really important and it's a time to speak up and speak out our opinions, inspired by the great Tito Boy Abunda and Chris Aquino, POV, points, opinions, and violent reactions. Ito na yun. <laughs> so, um, I guess we'll still be talking about um, and doing our usual formats every so often, but you know, for people listening and expecting just purely pop culture, then this might not be the show for you anymore because, you know, this is a time where we have to stand by our convictions in our country and in the rest of the world. But anyway, that's just like a short musing about how, what's happening to the show in response to what's happening in the world. And now let's begin our sort of popcorns for Pride 2020. Uh, starting with Pride being protest, because Pride is protest, and Pride did start with a protest. Uh, we've been celebrating Pride for the last 51 years because of Marsha P. Johnson and her allies during the Stonewall riots in, what year was that? 1959? 1969. 69, not 59. 
my math was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just syempre pinaka relatable yan ngayon especially in the events that tra- transpired yesterday as we record this uh, with the Pride 20 here in Manila na people were peacefully protesting and practicing physical distancing and just like, you know, celebrating the Pride this year. So, but aside of but dito, despite that, they were arrested by Manila Police. So 10 members of the LGBT rights group Bahaghari along with 8 members of another organization and 2 of their drivers were arrested in Manila. And when asked, the police were all like basta. <laughs> ano ba yung violation nila? And they couldn't really answer back. And ayun, they were jailed overnight. I think nakalaya na sila at this point, right? Uh, kanina, okay. they went through what we call in law an inquest proceeding. Which, which is, is what? Uh, well, an inquest is basically if you were arrested without a warrant, then you go through that process. Which for me really is weird because you only get arrested for a, without a warrant if you're flagrantly doing something illegal. <laughs> which they weren't. Which they weren't. And then... One thing I'd also like to point out is that they did not even know the offense mm-hmm. of what they were committing. Eh, when you look at the Bayanihan Act, and when you looked at when you look at all of these laws that the Duterte trolls are putting out, none of these laws say that protesting is illegal. Uh-huh. And there, there wasn't anything. So it's weird. I think it really was just trying to silence dissent. Which has been happening even during the UP rally na June 12 Independence Day Manyanita special. Uh, People were being stopped from entering the campus to stop protesting at all. Mm -hmm. And yun nga, we're seeing this again and again. It's not really just about Pride in itself or LGBT members. It just so happened that it happened also during a Pride march and a protest march at that. But yun nga, our liberties are really starting to be taken away from us without uh, any legalities. And you know, it's very telling of what might happen if we stop talking about this and if we just let it happen. And uh, hopefully, nga, uh, ayun nga, it's just crazy and naka. Pag pinanood mo kasi videos, ang daming videos sa Twitter. Uh, yeah. One was shared by JL Javier, di ba? And, uh, ayun nga, makikita mo na even one intern of a news uh, yeah. group was forcefully, like, trying to be, they were trying to forcefully take uh, that girl and she wasn't really involved in the protest. But even if she wasn't, di ba? Parang, what's their right to do that? Um yeah. So yeah, it's just like, what does it all mean? Especially with the anti-terror bill. Parang it's starting to like lapse into law as the days go by. Yeah. You know, um, I think I was talking to you a few days ago na as I was preparing for this podcast, I wanted to research on the history of systematic oppression of LGBT folks in the Philippines because it's it's all mapped out, the oppression in the U.S. There's a history and everything. Uh-huh. 
there are events that have happened, but you don't really hear about uh, police brutality against the LGBT. It's not as documented. And also, we've been consistently touted as one of the most LGBT-friendly countries in the world. Boy, was I naive. Because yesterday, I was so mad. I was like, no, no, no. They're, they are not, they haven't accepted us. Uh, it's, and I feel like it all starts with the way we are portrayed in the media. If you look at representations of the LGBT, we have Vice Gundam movies. We have straight comedians like Jose and Wally pretending to be... Doing gay. drag, literally. Doing yeah. drag. Uh-huh. Uh, and just portraying LGBT people as less than people and more of characters. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like a minstrel show almost. And yes, uh, you can say that Filipinos are nice to the LGBT. They have LGBT friends. But do they consider those friends human? And I feel like that's the root. If you don't see the LGBT community as people, first and foremost, if you see them as objects of katutuwaan or something, then you've already, you have, ha- you have a lack of respect for them. And that's just gonna end up in abuse and disrespect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the few times we do get quote-unquote support, right now, like it just feels like, I don't know, some PR stunt that makes mm. you feel like you were for the LGBT or like, you know, whenever Pride Month happens and uh-huh. there's like this big brand. All these brands. Pride yeah. flag, but then where are they now? You know, it's, I mean, what kind of an ally would you or your brand or like, you know, personality yes. you are if you cannot support them at this time or you're suddenly very silent during all of these happenings. So it does say a lot. And ironically then, diba, parang may viral photo about Manila having LGBT flags. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Ayun na nga. Parang it just so happens that they it's also Manila police who yeah. uh, arrested the Pride 20. So is it all just a tokenistic approach mm-hmm. just to ano okay we have a person joining us oh Paula is joining us oh. and she is entering the room but anyway yeah ayun parang the, you're right nga na parang what's the difference between acceptance and tolerance in terms of lgbt community in the philippines hello paula and welcome to the show hi paula Hi, sorry. Our correspondent yeah. from Road. Sasabihin ko ba yung Road mo? Wag na, wag na. Maka-hunting tayo dito. Anyway, we were talking about, ayun nga, what's the difference between tolerance and acceptance in Philippine society in terms of LGBT community, especially in their portrayal nga in the media na, yeah. I mean, we're taking baby steps right now na nagsimula na rin yung BL trend here in the Philippines. Yeah. Which, I mean, the BL trend in itself, as we talked about in the BL episode, is inherently problematic as well. But it's a good start for me. And yun nga, parang, it's, sh- it's showing the, parang, the advent, I guess, of like, starting to actually accept the reality of what LGBT acceptance would be here. What are your thoughts on that, everyone? 
I mean, again, it's definitely a start to have all of this representation. And but at the end of the day, like especially now with these pressing issues happening, now is the time I think for whoever is there to, you know, actually make a stand. Because even if you say you're an ally, you're not a true ally if you're also not fighting for mm-hmm. the same rights as you know, fighting for LGBT people around. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's really an, a systematic, um, it's a systematic and societal issue. Now, I would say that even within the LGBT community in the Philippines, for bi mm. people or for trans people, there's still a lot of like homophobia or transphobia or biphobia towards them from the community itself. Yeah. Parang, I would hear a lot of people say, "Oh, you're not actually bi because." You're just pretending to be bi because you just like guys and don't want to accept that you don't like girls and all that. You know, it's it's a long recurring, um, parang speech. Didn't speech. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a yeah, sentiment yeah. from also yeah, yeah. gay people saying that it's just a phase that you're bi and then you're eventually gonna come out as gay. Yeah, and then, it's like a gateway. Or parang yung passing uh, through yeah. to being like fully homosexual and it's just like sit down, peace. <laughs> like, <laughs> and again, no. I think that's attributed to the fact that these are the you know, this is what people see on media, whether local or international, mostly local though, where it's just a face or I don't know, lang or something, and you'll get over it if you have like the perfect guy and what you know, all of that. Yeah. And I feel like if we show them how fluid and much of a spectrum it all is. Like, sure, for you, it could always change, but we need to see that on screen, that it's okay that if you change your mind in any, you know, whether it's straight and decide, like, you're someone else or you realize that you're someone else, that should be okay. Like, that's the type of media we have to see, which I think is too much for just one character to do. So it's really a call for us to, you know, empower other LGBT producers and directors to just keep pushing out as many stories as we can. Yeah. Try to tell the stories of whoever is out there. Ayun. Yeah. And yun nga, with, I guess it's time to signify our movement to the next uh, Popcorn Pride edition, which is trans, trans rights are human rights. Our human rights, our women's rights, yeah. our LGBT rights. Because yun nga, isa pang malaking issue na sumabog a few days ago the statement ni Kevin Balot about yeah. trans women yeah. joining beauty pageants um, yeah. in the podcast uh, with Pia Wurzbach and another queen. I forget her name. Um, may podcast pala sila. It's called Queen Tuhan, which is a witty name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the writers are going like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ayun nga, parang their conversation was about kasi si Kevin Balot herself is a beauty queen in the Miss International Queen 2012. She was the winner of that. Uh, and, and she was being asked about what she feels about trans women joining mainstream beauty pageants like Miss Universe, like Angela Ponce did in the last Miss Universe. And she was like, um, it's, and, and, it's not verbatim, but she was sort of like, you know, I do believe in equality, but joining parang trans people joining these mainstream beauty pageants it's sort of asking too much and it's not equality anymore which is kind of like against the point of the trans movement yeah right and the trans rights movement so parang he she did um 
retract her statement saying that she just wasn't uh, like she couldn't express herself correctly in English which is not a great apology <laughs> and parang ang sinasabi lang niya na does that take away the value of having a trans women's pageant if they just start joining the mainstream pageants i, I think that's what she said she was trying to say so what are your thoughts on this well syempre, it's the like, existence of like trans women pageants is it itself like an exclusion already of women because these pageants don't view them as women the which same. they are exactly. diba so parang I, I don't know i just i don't understand like why it's such a difficult concept to grasp i guess that trans women are women with <laughs> i don't have enough knowledge to like you know talk more about it but yeah yeah i wish we had someone who was a trans who is a transgender to be able to help us uh, explore this topic more but ayun nga parang yeah. a, a lot of the sentiment i'm seeing on twitter kasi is saying like um parang kevin as one of the parang one of the more known trans women in the philippines is retracting yun nga the progress that trans people are starting to be- become accepted in society with her statement Kasi diba parang even Catriona herself who was part of that pageant was like, she is a woman, she deserves to be there. She, when she woke up one day, she feels like she's a, she's a woman and she, that's why she deserves to be in that pageant, si Angela Ponce. And for her to be a trans woman who says the opposite about fellow trans women wow. is like very problematic for sure. So ayun, it's just like, congrats to you. <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah. other thoughts on this? Especially Paula and Dana as women yourselves. I feel like with, you know, she was arguing that they could only do like the trans women pageants, right? I feel like it's just because they're so used to needing that space that is excluded from, you know, where you should be and where you deserve to be. And that's fine because like these spaces, they're so powerful. Like they've made it their own. They've made it so iconic. You know, they, there's movies about it. There's so many famous people about it. And they forget that the reason why they exist and have owned it is because they were excluded from that yes. space. Yeah. So I think we just have to remember to, you know, that there's still a, a fight to do. You know, like this is already a lot. Like this is great, the progress we've made, but we have to look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we want this equality, like the true meaning of equality, which is to be part of these spaces that they, whether or not they want to, they should have the right to occupy the spaces they want. Yeah. To. Maybe Angela Ponce doesn't want to, but like I'm sure a lot of other, you know, queens and pageant pageant girls would want that right. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's about the spaces. In a lot of ways, I actually feel sorry for Kevin Ballot because as a trans woman of a previous generation, she sort of internalized yeah. the transphobia. Yeah. So it's, I can't, and I don't want to speak on behalf of the trans community as well because their anger is valid, but I can't blame her from for her way of thinking because uh-huh. the way of thinking that she has become accustomed to over years of trying to cope with the transphobia 
around her. So, ayun lang. Like, uh, as mentioned earlier, everything is systematic. Mm-hmm. And she's, uh, she's internalized everything, I guess, heavily, resulting in her unfortunate interview. Yeah, I think it's quite common for, you know, maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. Uh-huh. Where you had to do, especially back then, like we weren't as free as we are now. And you had to do a lot of things to get by. You had to accept certain things that you couldn't have. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's also on each other's part within the community to, you know, educate each other, to remind ourselves, to remind, well, them or whoever is still a bit rigid about it that we can have these opportunities for us because of the, you know, the roads they paved and it's better if we fight this together. Yeah, then, you know, having to separate within the community, which is already so... Like, yeah, fragmented. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. And yun nga, I guess, aside from that, this doesn't really involve pride or trans rights just specifically, but people should understand that calling out is a process. It's not just calling out yun na yun. Parang kasi, I experienced this within the week na someone called me out for buy selling something and may, nagkag- may nagkagulo sa binenta ko sa kanya. And then, kinol out lang ako sa group without proper discussion and that's that. I had to explain myself. But, ayun nga, in terms of these things, uh, she may have been called out but it's opportunity for her to learn also na it doesn't just end na, okay, you're cancelled. Uh, there's still room to improve and hopefully, yun nga, in the next uh, the next years or the next months or the next interviews she has, she will hopefully learn from this experience mm-hmm. and help other people who may not be like cis woman passing the same way she is. And uh, ayun, it's just like a learning process for everyone. Uh, you know, ca- uh, calling out people is this just doesn't end with the whole hashtag on Twitter for two days we have to continue working on all the issues that are presented on all these hashtags and all these movements that are happening may it be Me Too, Black Lives Matter uh, Pride or everything that the world is experiencing right now Because the world is upside down whether we like it or not and um, it's, it's a hard time to be in because yun nga, it's tough for a lot of people a lot of people are dying but also the world is starting to really like show its true colors and people can see how they can improve it which uh it's it's a nice thing to see from the darkness mm. there's that hope that the world can do better in 2021 <laughs> after 2020 <laughs> yeah i guess before we leave like the topic of like trans women and trans people in general parang i just as a woman myself like i would just like to say that trans rights do not impede on any of my rights as a woman because they are their rights too so i just i don't understand or it's it's difficult for me to understand people who think that they are completely different things when there's intersections between the two of them and when we give rights to others, that doesn't mean that you're like taking rights from someone else also. So I think it's that's something like that more people have to remember. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I think that's just something that 
people tend to forget that giving rights to other people does not mean your rights are ta- being taken away. Mm-hmm. Yun nga eh, saka malaking issue din yun, di ba, na parang takot yung mga tao na papasukin yung trans women sa banyo ng ibang babae. Pero babae ba kayo para masabi na matatakot kayo sa ibang trans women who are women for like, you know, uh, I mean, not parang, di ba, parang it's also men who are saying that. What if, what about our women? Do you own those women for you to say that they feel that way about trans women, di ba? <laughs> so it's also that misogyny involved as well for them to want to speak up for on behalf of women against trans women. So parang, you know, it's just a whole thing. And marami makikitid ang utak, but sana nga magbukas sila ng kanilang kalooban para sa mga panibagong mga magbabago sa mundo. Well, <laughs> makata. And I thank you. <laughs> and uh, before we end the trans rights uh, part of this pop current pride, uh, congrats then to Jerry Jones, who is a black trans model, who is the face of Calvin Klein's pride campaign in New York. I saw her post lang. It's super positive na, you know, after all the rejection she felt as a colored and trans person, yeah. she got that really huge billboard in New York. And may nakita rin akong parang comparison, like Calvin Klein yeah, billboard in 2009 versus Calvin Klein model in 2020. It's it's also shown how much the world has progressed, but the progression doesn't end there and end here because there's still a lot to work on. And next, um, this may not be Pride-related specifically, but this is a major movement happening right now here in the Philippines, which is the Iha Ako movement and the school happenings all around Twitter. <laughs> it all started with Frankie Pangilinan, who got quote-unquote called out by uh, Erwin Tulfo Ba. Ben one of the Tulfo brothers. I'm sorry, I don't really distinguish between them. <laughs> They're all the same. It's fine. Exactly. They're all the same. There's no need. <laughs> Pero yun nga, parang sabi ni Tulfo na iha, kaya nare-rape yung mga babae dahil sa suot nila. Which is, again, what people keep on saying, what women keep on saying, it doesn't matter what you wear. Men yeah. are just trash and they rape women and they are who are supposed to be called out for this whole thing to begin with. I mean, um, trigger warning, I guess. But, you know, may mga articles saying, oh, this, a baby was uh, sexually abused. How could you say it's what she's wearing? Uh, Four-year-old also. And uh, people who are from more sensitive religions who wear hijabs have been abused. So how could you say it's short skirts or sleeveless shirts that insinuate rape. It's the rape culture talaga and you know, it's a really pressing issue as well. Especially na it also sparked debate in a lot of high schools about sexual predators being prevalent in their schools. Uh, it started with Miriam College mm-hmm. and a lot of the schools also followed suit. So, ayun, uh, that's one of the things that are also happening right now. So, does anyone have anything to share about this? Especially the women who yeah. are involved in this episode. <laughs> I don't know, just the usual sadness, but also 
magugulat pa ba ako <laughs> that this is still a thing and it's quite sad because even if i don't know even if you're the most like you know i know that it's not about the clothes it's not about anything about me but when it happens to you you can you end up like thinking is it because of that like you end up going back to whatever other people say and you can try to fight but it still happens yeah. so it's just i don't know at the end of the day it still happens and it like, like it started ihaho and it did um bring up all of the school talks and like i was one of the like my school was part of one of the talks and yeah, yeah I, I come from an all girls high school like one of the all girls high schools and it's sad it, i just find it sad that for a lot of us we only ever felt brave enough to speak about it after we've left because before like even if you spoke about anything like anything against the admin i don't know you either be kicked out or like indica i don't know they just not they don't believe you yeah yeah and the, you know it's all strict like they're all about strictness like that's what i hear about all of these private schools they're all it's about so upholding their yeah they're all about upholding their high oh my God. and yeah their... like all of these uniforms that can't be like rolled up sorry my uniform was long sleeve <laughs> um, you can like roll it up or like you can't sit with your legs oh open and all that yeah. I at the time i couldn't cut my hair this short same but, like this a, this wasn't hand. allowed Bawal boycott. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they faced it out during my younger sister's batch, but that was a thing. And, you know, all of this strictness, but then you allow these predators to be in school and, like, prey on all of these people so close to you. Like, people you know, like, your underclassmen, or, like, even people in your batch, in my batch, that I might not have known experienced that. You know, it's so, I don't know. It's just disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Do better, talaga, MC, yeah. and all other schools. All schools, yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, I'm just gonna go right here and call Ateneo out because mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. they themselves, we come from this institution and we're <laughs> proud to be graduates of this institution. But the fact that they're still protecting people and amidst all the claims online and, you know, ang dami ng kahit privately naman eh, kahit di pa nila nilagay online yun eh, di ba? Just recently, a LaSalle prof was ha- fired for all this. So why can't we do it in Ateneo? And um, I guess it also relates to pride in a sense. Na meron din kasing hashtag na Ateneo Times Up for Ateneo yeah. High School and grade mm-hmm. school grade profs school, yeah. and uh, teachers. And I would say it's true because yun nga, one of the people who are outspoken about this is Sirika Salomon. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of it is... She's a trans woman. She's a woman. And she was the first trans woman to be allowed by Aegis, which is a yearbook, to, to dress. dress as a woman and go on stage as a woman during her graduation rights as well. And may nabasara kong mga parang some dad posted a blog about getting his sons out of Ateneo because they allowed for this to happen. Like, my yeah. gosh. I mean, that just really shows how traditional people still are. And, you know, it's really, yun nga, parang, as Dana was saying earlier, during our time, we're very well, we're very well aware that these things existed. But we didn't really have the space for us to speak up. Wala pa yung Me Too movement. Wala pa yung, you know, you can just go online and 
you know, uh, talk about this the uh, the issue blatantly on your social media. Uh, but now, you know, the times are really changing, and people really want to fight for the rights of uh, what they experience, the trauma that they experience, and of course, the younger generations who are continuing to experiencing it, uh, continuing to experience it, if it still goes on like this, diba? Ayun nga, kasi parang, in, it also relates to all the issues like what happened with the LSGH people saying na, okay, women are supposed to be here to help men grow as parang better people. Parang it's that kind of thinking kasi na, you know, if you let, if you teach these things to young, impressionable people, then they will continue on to society, continuing to act against the progressions of society, against trans women, against gay people, LGBT, or women in general. Yeah. And, you know, ayun nga, parang part of it is in the culture of the schools themselves. So, ayun, it's just like, it's nice that people are finally coming out. Yeah, although I, it's, I, it's very I dramatic. I guess I just like... I think one of the reasons why there's so much trauma as well in like the LGBT community is because of the schools that we come from. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are very restrictive yeah. about yeah. sexuality. Like in my high school, we had a handbook on how to act like a woman. Like, <laughs> like that was one of the things we had to study. And in it were things like, don't cut your hair short because you'll look like a man and that's not something men want for women. And it's just like, what if that's just how I want to express myself. Like, why should I not be allowed to do these things? And it's horrible because if they find out that you're a lesbian, for example, and I'm just going to call out my school too because they're all over the <laughs> internet anyway. Hey, STC. Hi, <laughs> nako. Um, but when teachers find out that or suspect that you're a lesbian, they start to gossip about you and then they treat you differently from all of these other students as well. So even like within that community, with it, like with people that are supposed to protect you and take mm. care of you while you're away yeah. from home, you feel villainized for something that you cannot control. And they really do get punished. Like lesbian couples in my school who were found out would have, would serve detention, would serve community services. Some are even kicked out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's horrible. And it becomes like a topic of conversation for everyone. So your private life is suddenly everybody's business in high school. And it's, it's horrible and traumatizing for anyone that has to go through that and makes you as at the time, like, I knew I was bi, but I couldn't say it because yeah. if everybody found out, then it would be an issue. And nobody believed it exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's frustrating. And I, as a Catholic, like, <laughs> with all of the mission visions that all of our schools have to protect and, like, to love their students and all of that, like, why can't you actually do it when it really matters? Why does it only matter when it's, honoring your students for the grades that they achieve or if they win a competition outside of school and all of that stuff. Like, why can't it be in the everyday things when, when students start to question themselves or explore who they are as people? That's why you're there. Like, that's why you, like, students are in the, these particular institutions. And it's very upsetting, to say the least. Like, a lot of the issues just came out today for my high school. So it's very fresh um, for me. But yeah, um, 
all schools should do better in terms of protecting their students when they start to realize who they are. Alam mo, admitin na lang nila na nagkamali sila and wala silang ginawa and do better and then it's all done. Why keep protecting your name when mm. you, it's gonna be more honorable for you to accept it and to put a law or put some rules into place that will help protect future generations because, you know, if not now, then when, diba? Yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, go ahead, Ivan. No, and I mean, like, if you're more worried about your reputation than protecting your own students, then you're, you shouldn't be in the business of educating children. <laughs> diba? Exactly. Schools should be, yeah. schools have to be safe places. And, you know, for example, in law, we presume that the school acts in local local parenti or in the place of parents. So, diba, one of the jobs of the parent of a parent is to take care of their kids, to foster that environment where they can learn, where they can be protected. And if you can't do that, then get the hell out of the business. Just close up. <laughs> yeah, and ito pa, ang daming mga, ano, ang daming mga people I know who were outed by guidance counselors or their moderators oh, in Ateneo specifically, na parang, ayan, si oh Jeremiah raising his hand. Uh, is that when even... I was, when I was in grade 5, oh God, Paula, I'm so glad that you brought this up because like everything come, came rushing coming back. back rushing back. Yeah. When I was in grade so 5, yeah. <laughs> when I was in grade 5, you know how we have review games where the class is split into two and you run to the board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My math teacher, and I was like 10, I, I didn't, I wasn't alive sexually yet. I was a, a child. Mm-hmm. And my math teacher asked me if I wanted to join the boys or the girls team. And it was, and... And I was then, and I was a child. And this anger that we have now, seeing how our schools have reacted, just reminds me of why are we fighting? Why is pride happening in the first place? So that the kids coming after us won't have to go through the shit that we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, it's, it's a lot. And you know, what kind of Christians and Catholics would you be if you exactly. don't really embrace love like Jesus would embrace love, for example? Na parang, would Jesus get mad at someone for loving another guy or another girl or be, wanting to be a woman or being a woman? He wouldn't. And yeah. so why are you going down and raining on other people's parades? And, you know, what would Jesus do? <laughs> What would Jesus do? He wouldn't like go like shaming you for it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just sad. Now, yun nga, it's Catholic schools, Christian schools with values. And when you show this to your students, then what kind of Christian Catholic school are you? But yeah. you know, hopefully they do better. Kasi ako nga, just a short cuento. Um parang in Grade 7, I do love this teacher and she didn't really like get mad at me or like... But it's, I guess it's really the generational thing that I yeah. had like a high school musical lunchbox from McDo 
when High School Musical was one of my favorite things in the world. And it still is. I had a whole episode about it. <laughs> and I was kind of like, put to the, apparently, pinatawag ako sa side. And she was like, um, you know, you should stop using that lunchbox, essentially. Because what oh kind, parang, parang sinasabi lang yun, antanda mo na for you to be using a High School Musical lunchbox or something. Which I knew what she was trying to imply yeah. with that statement. And I was like, I just love High School Musical. Why don't you just let me use my lunchbox? <laughs> parang gets. Parang I, I just... It's a lunchbox, Karen. It's not the end of the world. Exactly. <laughs> like, imagine now, calling out a student for a lunchbox. Yeah. Like, do you not have other pressing matters as a teacher to attend to? I know. Yeah. <laughs> parang ano ako, umuo lang ako. Pero I still, I, I think I still kept using it anyway. And... Parang yun nga, parang you would hear from adults, oh, why are you hanging out with the gay kids? I'm like, they're just, oh my God. They're just yes. like people I like talking to and, you know, just hanging out with. I can hang out with straight people too. I can hang out with the gay people. I don't really see the difference between who I hang out with. And that doesn't really necessarily apply to me because for a lot of adults in that time, at that time, they're going to be like, oh, if you hang out with gay people, you're automatically gonna... gay. Can't you just be friends with gay people? Does it mean that if I hang out with 90% women in my life, oh. does that mean I'm a woman? That doesn't mean, that doesn't, it's not applied that way. And also, when did it become, how did gay kids become a bad influence? Exactly. <laughs> you know, in grade 2, I had an advisor. This is going to be like a group therapy. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I had an advisor who told me, I was nine years old, and then she told me, like, the parents are concerned <laughs> that their children are with you. Oh my God! Oh, so she told, me, she told me that I had to act straight or else like, parents would start complaining. And I was what? like, okay. <laughs> so what did your mom say about it? I didn't tell my mom about it. Because uh-huh. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, I was conflict adverse. So, <laughs> as a kid, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to tell my mom, siempre. So, yun. Oh, ito pa pala, additional okay. musical cuento. <laughs> it's also related to musicals. Uh, I, ha- I have this really close friend from grade school and I was in Ateneo Children's Theater which is the children's theater musical theater group and I was telling him to join me because you know I'm having such a fun experience you know it's socialization with girls which you don't get in an all-boys school and you know the musical uh you know being in a musical is just really fun period and I kept on telling him to join blah 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 and parang he was like oh I, I'm just gonna join another club muna ganyan and parang years after I found out pala na uh, his dad pala told him against it because going to a musical or going with me would mean like expressing these quote-unquote gay ideals or something like that. Parang, okay. It's horrible. Like, I, I had so much fun in ACT, so <laughs> joke's on you. <laughs> it's frustrating that there are things that people label as masculine or feminine when yeah. they're just things like what i don't understand like this is so funny and i love my best friend's mom i love her so much but there was a time that i gave my best friend like 
this like photo album of us, like all of our photos together. And it just so happens that the cover of that photo was like me with like slightly short hair. Tas nakag sunglasses ako. And my best friend told me na, oh, my mom thought you were like tebo because of this photo because you were wearing sunglasses. And I'm like, what? Oh my god. <laughs> Why? First of all, if I were, that's not a bad thing. But that was like also. Why do these like tiny things? Like, why do you relate them to being like a certain way or a certain sexuality when they're just objects? Like, why do you have to label shampoo as for men and for women when it's just shampoo, basically? <laughs> yeah. Ay, nako. So I mean, that's pretty much it for our group therapy session. <laughs> this point of popcorn. <laughs> So before we end this part of the show, the first part, which talks about more current events and relating to Pride, uh, syempre, the fight doesn't end here. Uh, you know, the Maria Ressa yeah. uh, mm-hmm. thing happened where she was um, convicted of cyber libel for something she wrote before the cyber libel law. Was, is it a law? Is that what the, what the name is, Ivan? Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, no, it's a cyber crime act. Ayon, Cybercrime Act. Um, you know, she got out on bail, but you know, Maria Ressas is the first, the Pride 20 are just the first people. We must continue speaking up about these things, whether in a podcast, online, while we still can. And uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I just want to say that everything that has been happening in 2020, because it's been a tumultuous year, everything's coming out. And I feel like for Pride specifically, it's making all of us more aware that Pride did start as a protest and there's still so much to protest for. Like, I think in the past few years, Pride has become this celebration centered on shirtless white fit young men on Pride floats dancing. The glorification of that, no. There are so many queer lives beyond that experience. And finally, the light is being shown upon them and their struggles. And this is what you have to keep fighting for. Ayun. So that's the end of our first part of the show. Now we are heading to a bit of a lighter uh, side, which is we're going to talk about some of our favorite pride uh, shows or LGBT related content uh, one by one so who wants to start maybe I should start just mm-hmm. to like uh, you know still relate to Pride but be on a lighter side of things after sharing our POVs and our childhood traumas in life <laughs> uh, I guess I should start um, super ano ba? I guess the first one I'm gonna recommend Na hindi naman siya blatantly LGBT, which is a politician season two. It's related to what we're talking about, what we were just talking about, about being millennials, being Gen Z, and really oh, yeah. you know, owning our lives and what we want the future to be. Uh, more than the first season, kasi this one is really more uh, in your face about what message it's trying to put out there, which is that young people are really the future and uh, older generations should start understanding more why young people are speaking up this way, why young people act this way, why uh, women can be in throuples, for example, 
Well, how you can use spicy lube, which is really funny. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in that. I love that part. <laughs> um, and yon, uh, I guess medyo, it also has that, although hindi siya blatant na parang, okay, a lot of the characters are really sexually fluid in the Ryan Murphy universe, which is nice to see. Although I hope they were, would be a bit more like, uh, parang specific about it. Because very vague lang eh, na parang, okay, yeah. they have throuples or whatever, but they're not really completely in on the agenda, I would say. There's no agenda, but like, they're not really clear on the def- defining things. And but it's more just open. But I would say that it's a really good season. And I was really like touched by the end of it. I won't spoil what happens. But, you know, when Ben Platt started singing again, Corner of the Sky from Pippin, it's like a moment for me. And, you know, Bette Midler is here as one of the characters from the season. Yeah. And it's just like crazy Ryan Murphy shenanigans with like hopefulness about being a young person in this world. So The Politician was season two is something really nice for me. And uh, aside from that, I also finished watching Love, Victor, uh, which is a spinoff to Love, Simon, which was released two years ago. Uh, I... I I'm super basic as a person, so uh, <laughs> I mean, because for me, the very fact that Love Simon existed as a rom-com for gays is a great baby step. Although you know, it had a lot of criticisms. Na it showed a straight passing white gay man with an accepting yeah. family and all that, and. Uh, so yun nga, Love Simon, I uh, love Victor, the spin-off TV series tries to sort of fix that by having a person of color who's not have who has like a religious family from parang la, parang Latino sila, so parang similar to us and you know, iba yung experience from Simon, but uh season 1 is a great uh still like a great process, but although it's sort of like a longer run, uh, you know, not as quick to resolve the issues. It's really more coming into the character first. So, ayun. It's still a nice watch, but not as lovely as I found Love, Simon, I guess. But it, I still recommend watching both if you want, like, wholesome gay content or LGBT-related content for you. And it really, I guess it really speaks up to many people's experiences as well. Kasi yun nga, um, with the debate about whole the whole bakabukas thing, diba? Uh, if you remember that, a few years back na um, ang tawag dito. Parang baka bukas is such a ano, elitist thing, whatever. But it's also an experience for some person and for a lot of people. So I don't see why there's no room for all these stories as well. Does anyone have opinions on that? <laughs> yeah, like about all of these new content coming out. I mean, it is good that people are critical because they see yeah. how, you know, these aren't perfect. But for me, the fact that they are there is very much important because it's nice to know that there are different stories like that out there. It may not be the same as mine, but hopefully it inspires other people to, you know, come out with their own or, you know, other, especially like queer writers and filmmakers to do the same and have more power to do that because it matters if someone queer made it than if some straight person made it. I don't know. There's a big difference. Like, it's great that if they do, that's great. Thank you. Or not thank you. It depends on the content. <laughs> but, um, but 
I ho- hopefully it does like give more voice and power to people to share their actual experiences. And you know, the fact that it exists when 10, 15 years ago, Ryan couldn't come out as bi or gay on in High School Musical. And the fact that now we have yes. High School Musical, the musical, the series with mm-hmm. two gay characters falling in love with each other. That in itself is like a great step forward. Na, I you love know, how everything circles back to High School yeah, Musical. Yeah, it's High School, <laughs> high school Musical world. Um, <laughs> yun nga, pero yun mga small things. Na, ito nga, uh, isa pang suge- uh, recommendation ko na LGBT theme from this year is Game Boys, which is the BL series from the idea first company. Um, yun nga, the fact that it exists in the Philippines to begin with is a great step forward as well. And although yun nga, uh, in a lot of these boy love series, it's still straight guys playing gay guys. So we have a lot of uh, improvement to do, but the fact that this is a story that, is being watched by a lot of people. Parang they get like almost 1 million views per episode. So, you know, the fact that there's a million out of 16 million Filipinos viewing this on YouTube means that, you know, it's starting really to become accepted. And Game Boys is a really fun story then to check out. And kakalabas lang din ng Black Sheep version with Tony Labrusca, which and is Mandy. called Hello Stranger. Yeah, Mandy. Uh, Mandy's there and Richard Webb also colors the show. So yes, he Richard. does. He Shout does. <laughs> he does. He does. He does. Yeah. Oh. So Yun, those are kind of my recommendations because we've talked about all the uh, gay stuff already in the last few weeks. So I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I could go next. Just go to add. for me, I have two. Let's go to the first one. It's the first is called a document a documentary called A Secret Love. It came out on Netflix about a few weeks ago or last month. Yeah, it's a for those um for the listeners out there, Secret Love is a documentary about two women in the US and their story throughout the decade. So they came out super late in life, like they're what, sixty yeah. or like seventy. And then they only came out to their family. That the time that it was made, I think it was also by Ryan Murphy, no? It like is. the documentary. Oh, yeah. Yes, so Friend he has a partner with Murphy. Netflix. Eh. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Murphy paid me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the Ryan Murphy universe, really. Yeah, and um, I think it revolved like for the longest time, their pamangkins just knew na ah, okay, that's just Tita and Tita's best friend. And later on in life, that they're retired and like looking for, um. Home of the Aged. Yeah. <laughs> retirement yeah, homes. Yeah. Retirement um, homes, yes. Only they, the, then they came out, no, we have to be together because we're together. We've been together for like the past 40 years. Oh my and God. it's their story. It's just the whole documentary is about one, how they met and like how they had to keep it hidden because it was um, against the law in the US to, you know, be yeah. who they were and how they are and um, showing scenes of how they are now. Like they're just an old lesbian couple and I'm just I didn't think I'd be able to see that kind of visibility and it's now nice to see na oh my god kaya pala yun. like you could grow old with you know someone you like and I don't know it's just something else for me as a queer woman to see people from that age to make it I don't know it's nice to be able to see most of the media I see now as like a reflection of me-ish because they're young and like they're figuring themselves out or they're working, you know. But it's nice to see 
these old couples making it and it's wala lang nice lang pa oh my god sana all <laughs> yeah they're really cute as in they bicker like an old couple and wala lang sana and circles all. of books is also a nice one by yeah. also by Ryan Murphy and speaking of Ryan Murphy I just like to point out how he probably collectively like through LGBT awareness at us through Glee in 2010 like a lot of our generation mm-hmm. probably yeah. figured a lot of yeah. things out through the Kurt and Blaine storyline and Britney and Santana and all that so para, and even transgender or I mean see uh, unique. Wade Unique Williams yeah, is unique. <laughs> you know so shout out to him I guess <laughs> and uh, yeah, funnily so what were you saying sorry no 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 I was going to say like I was going to add another Ryan Murphy show to this like list as well because Go ahead. apparently most of the gay or like LGBT content that we watch are made by him. But um, <laughs> probably Ryan one Murphy of my agenda. Fav- yeah, exactly. One of my favorite shows to come out um, in the 2010s is Pose. It's oh, yeah. like season one of Pose in particular is just brilliantly done and nothing will ever beat um, the scene where they both sing Home. I don't think I've ever cried that hard at a scene in any TV show I've ever watched. And it was just so powerful and tells the stories of the experiences of all these different kinds of trans women because even if they are all trans women, they don't have the same stories. And the show really does a good job of exploring the different paths that these women at the time um, could have taken. Some of them lead to death. Some of them have happy endings. But all of them are rooted in anger and pain and suffering. And it's such a respectful way yes. diba, of telling these stories. And it's it's great. So in relation to that, I think people should... I will always recommend Paris is Burning. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. was <laughs> about to go, go, go. In the great I, I, tradition of Paris In the great tradition of Paris is Burning, the library is open. No, um, that's not. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's a wonderful thing to watch, especially if you, people are fans of Drag Race. And yes. more and more straight people are becoming into it. And I think it's just right for us to understand the origins of these women, you know, and like of the community of drag. It's it's just an empowering watch and I don't think I've ever been that moved by a documentary before. Yes. Yeah. I also I recently I was gonna say Paris is burning for my thing because I recently rewatched it mm, a few mm. days ago. I tried to rewatch or I tried to watch uh LGBT centered movies for every Pride month just to like get aware back again. And what I loved about Paris is Burning is, yes, you see their struggles. You see all the horrible stuff they had to go through. But it also showcases the joy and the celebration. The life. And all of this exploding in this very tight-knit celebratory community that they formed and you see the exuberance of ball culture spill out and like you see the remnants of ball culture to this day like in every pride celebration you you can't help but hear a madonna or a diana ross song it's still so present in our culture so it's always nice to go back and pay tribute one of my favorite scenes in Paris is Burning. And it's when two trans women, Octavia Saint Laurent and 
Venus Extravaganza just for talking about their dreams. Of being a model? Of being a model, yeah. Uh, Octavia was pointing at Cindy Crawford and Paulina Pariskova in a Revlon ad. And then it just, it kind of makes me tear up now to uh, think about how how would she feel if she knows, how would Octavia feel, should she be alive today, that trans girls, trans models are out there right now in representing makeup brands. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's, yeah. it's so, it's a really, really joyful, joy to watch. I recommend Paris is Burning. Yes, it's Paula, we're, we're a mess. I know, I'm like Loki crying also. <laughs> May sapayata si Dana though. I know, it's okay. What's your second one? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, ano ba? I, I was gonna mention the half of it, so something more chill. But also, again, like the many light-ish movies that we see in the LGBT themed, it's also with a mixed review from a lot of people. Yeah, I'm part of the yeah. mixed review. Yeah, have you, have you seen it? Yeah, parang... Yeah, same. I have a very mixed review. But also... Oh, wait, I sorry? The half, half of it, it half on Netflix. Oh, I, I didn't Ellie bother. You yeah, shouldn't it's, bother it's for cute. me. I mean, <laughs> I watched it because of the hype. But also, you know, I wanted to see Ellie Chu. And it's nice. Again, it's one of those things that you just talk about. It's nice that this exists. Uh, there were a lot of moments that I was just... How did it get here? This is very... It's like 30 minutes I'm, in and why? Why would you do this? But also you have those pockets of light that really resonate with you, which is great. Like I feel like with all of these movies happening, that's what you can do as, I don't know, a queer person. I'm just trying to see those light pockets where I'm just, oh, that's me. I love it. Finally, there's something like that, you know. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. So back again to the importance of just having these. They may not be perfect, I don't know if there will be a perfect one because I've been seeing those on Twitter a lot. You more greater than science with all of the queer movies being pitted against each other. And for me, it's just nice that they're all there. Exactly. And make better ones. Yeah. Definitely, definitely make better ones. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Who's next? Get more uh, recommendations um, here. Well, for me, it, like I always watch. For this is a tradition for me. I always watch Milk. Oh. Uh, every Pride Month because for me, of course, as a as an aspiring lawyer and as a member of the LGBT community and someone who wants to run for office, like we don't really get a lot of uh, representation. Representation, and we don't really get a lot of role models mm. when it comes to the realm of politics. So I always look back at Milk because it was just. It was so inspiring to see a local community organizer get into the realm of politics. And it's not easy. I mean, he did this during the 1970s and the 1980s where they didn't even believe AIDS existed. (laughs) So just to... It it keeps me grounded on to why I'm doing this or why why I'm spending so many long nights in reading my books. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one actually is Loving. I'm not sure if you guys yes. watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, uh, the one about interracial marriages. Yeah. What's actually really nice about is it this is that... Is a documentary or a... 
No, the no, film. it's the it's the film. Ah, okay. Yeah. What we what most people don't know about this is that loving became the basis of the U.S. Supreme Court in granting gay marriage to yeah. everyone across 50 states. If you read the decision, they heavily cite loving v. Virginia as a basis as to why sexual orientation is not reasonable ground for denying same-sex couples the right to marry. And it's actually nice that we're discussing this because yesterday, uh, Obergefell v. Hodge, the U.S. Supreme Court case, celebrated its fifth anniversary yesterday. So in June 26, 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court issued the ruling which legalized gay marriage all across 50 states. Yeah. So um, it really is a very nice celebration. Uh, and loving is at the heart of it. Ang ganda. And yeah. side note lang, super, ano lang, uh, I guess serendipitous moment that I was around New York at the time that they announced it and katabi ko pa yung parang isang city hall. So I was like, what's the commotion here? And then I read the news or see Times Square with all those announced it. I was like, wow, what a moment of history to be in. That's Although, wonderful. you know, just to witness people be so happy about it was just really nice. I think a lot of us can remember where we were mm, when yeah. we found out. I was in the basement of my dorm with uh, studying with friends and then I saw it on Twitter and I was like, holy shit! And then all of us, mga bakla, started jumping up and down. <laughs> but you know, as, as a law student, I'm, I'm really glad we had Obergefell. But mm-hmm. we also have to note that we had, here, we had, we, we had our own gay marriage case and we lost. So we had yeah. falses. Yeah. But I think I'd like to remind like you guys and everyone else who may be listening to this is that falses was not a total loss because the Supreme Court actually refused to decide on whether or not sexual orientation was a valid reason to deny gay marriage. And, you know, I end- attended this talk recently. It was a Pride Month celebration talk about falses. So our constitutional law professor in UP discussed the case and he said that, well, the court just delayed the inevitable. So they refused to decide on it now. But eventually, they're gonna have to. Because all other countries are doing it. The trend is there. The legal arguments are there. So there is no reason as to why they, they, shouldn't allow. they shouldn't do it. So, Malay mo si Anaman pala yung lawyer na magpapaano nun. Di ba? <laughs> That's what I'm willing to do. That's one of the first things I'm planning to do once I pass the bar. Yeah. So, claim it. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, yun lang. Parang, eventually it's gonna happen. We just have to be very patient. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of things as we talked about earlier on the show, that we have to fight for, which is our, our freedom, <laughs> especially at this time. Uh, yun nga, the pandemic is still happening and they're doing all these clowneries to us and to a lot of people who don't have comfortable lives, especially. So, yeah. Any other recommendation from anyone? Queer Eye. 
Yes. It's always a fun watch. <laughs> RuPaul's the first Drag episode Race. of this latest season had me like sobbing. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> Amazing. What about the minister? Yeah, the game. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that existed. And I just... Yeah. I didn't know that the US has trans priests. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. But yeah, oh, it, I will it's, watch it. It's, it's, it's a good episode. You, I don't think you can spoil Queer Eye anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah. Queer Eye and RuPaul's Drag Race for like fun... Like, yeah. uplifting din na and one, say, one thing that I realized about RuPaul's Drag Race and why I love it so much, it introduced me to a lot of our culture. Gay, it's like, it's sort of like a museum for gay culture. The references to Paris is Burning, Crystal Labeja, May West. Judy Garland. Yes, Judy <laughs> Garland. People who, we, who people of our generation otherwise wouldn't know. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's besides the fun and the bitchery and the sass, it's it's gay history. Right okay, ito na, ito pala. Fun thing that we haven't done on this show is we've been talking about it sa chats privately, but let's cast a drag race Philippines. Did we do that in the last episode or not? No, we did that afterwards. That was yeah, our so let's after talk about the it a bit drinking on, session. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about it a bit on this episode before we end just for some, I <laughs> know. Cracking my knuckles. Like, where do I even begin? <laughs> I have so thought about this Paula. premise for like two years now and I am ready. <laughs> Maybe we're going to produce the show because we producers we're willing to do the work but Paula has a wish list for that show well so, I initially Paula. wanted Paula Ballesteros but if there are other like um, people I'm, that could replace him as Rue I'm not like too set on him naman, but yeah he'd be a great host I mean I mean hindi naman siya drag queen completely but the fact that she can do drag and really well with the makeup and everything is hmm. a good like host representation at the very least. Although hindi yeah. siya RuPaul like levels here in the Philippines, and it yeah. would be fun, and he'd be recognizable to a lot of people. Yeah. Or Manila Luzon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the collective, like me, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I love her. I really ano na lang, si Jiggly Caliente na lang. I'll be Jiggly. She grew up here. Oh, that would be fun yeah. then. Uh-oh. Yeah. But I do have like my Michelle Visage and like I do not want to let her go. Like Rufa May Kinto. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, really want it to be Rufa May Kinto, guys. Like, oh, I'm so here for it. Uh, and then we could have um, Rahul Rel as mm. our Carson, Carson Presley. Presley. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, our guest judges could be, like, Sharon Cuneta, yes. <laughs> and imagine the lip sync, <laughs> then, like, the lip syncs for songs like Ulan or, like, <laughs> Between Walang Ningning. Like, imagine. Just imagine how fantastic it is. Um, the reads as well. The reads like, talaga eh. Drag queens. That will resonate Gabi. so much. Diba? Like another level, guys. Can you just... Uh, I'm so here for it. <laughs> I hope we do get to see that time though. Kasi sobrang exciting ng possibilities eh. Na, Halika na, i-pitch na natin. 
I want original. <laughs> Black sheep, hello? <laughs> We're open. Yung pinakauna, syempre, tala yung gagawin nila na <laughs> the tala challenge. With extra special guest, Sarah Hieronimo. Sarah, oh my God. Or Ben Chipotle to. <laughs> so parang, or Teacher Jersel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher Jersel, even at the choreographer. Siya yung choreographer. Siya yung choreographer. Siya yung Oh my God. Tapos yung acting challenges nila, yung ano, you're nothing but a second rate. Okay. Oh, wag mo kong materi-teri. Exactly. I see it. I want Chris Aquino yes. episode as well. Like a Chris Aquino like dedication episode, like runway Category and then like Chris everything. Category Chris Aquino. Girl, like, for sure, my beauty pageant episode yan. My Dia words ba? My Miriam Kiambao. Pwede ba yung isang lip sync will be like Janina San Miguel's whole speech? <laughs> <laughs> just that speech. I really think like lip syncing can go beyond just like yeah. songs. So this would be like a perfect opportunity. <laughs> So, Drag Race Philippines, make it happen. Let's do it. So excited. <laughs> so, any last words from everyone before we end our show? Okay. So, that signifies the end of our show. Wala tayong pop stop at this point because we just recommended like a whole bunch of gay content for everyone to consume. But aside from that, of course... Uh, Thanks to everyone for being here. Uh, of course, it's not the time to stop speaking up about all the issues on Twitter, on Facebook, to the people that you know, because it's a scary time to be alive in right now. But we're happy that we're here and that we can be able to do that. And we're happy that we're queer as well. <laughs> and so thank you, Paula, Jeremiah, Dana, and Ivan for being part of this episode. Of course, all our episodes can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you consume your podcasts. Uh, we had just a whole month of Pride content, and pro- we're probably going to have more in the future, although sporadically na lang, hindi siya tuloy-tuloy. Um, of course, our episodes can also be streamed on Radio Katipunan video format and on Facebook, so you can go search Radio Katipunan 87.9. Thank you so much to the Radio Katipunan fam for always being there and supporting us. And yeah, thank you so much to everyone. Happy Pride. I hope you have a happy Pride and life and that we continue to raise our flags and fight against oppression, not just for the LGBT community, but for the whole Philippines and the whole world. Hello and goodbye, Philippines. Hello and goodbye, world. (laughs) And that's what Yes, PBB. So yeah, and thank you so much and see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.